What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopers, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown. Yo, um, I got I got a quick announcement. Um, I didn't think that we was going to do this this week, but um, as of right now, we have officially passed the 1,000 total plays mark. So thank you all, everybody, for tapping in, man. I, I appreciate that. More than y'all know, man. Like we gonna we gonna have to talk this week to figure out what we are gonna do to celebrate on the next episode. Like we might have a guest on. We might do something different. We we don't know. We don't know yet. But let's start this off right, man. Um. Well, yeah. Another quick shout out. Um. So I'm in a wrestling Discord called Cult of Personality. Um. My guys in there, y'all y'all know what I'm about to say. Um. Uh, I don't know his name. Her his real name, but Batista Stan in the Discord. If y'all were watching the SummerSlam pre-show, he was the one who had that McAfee equals Raiden sign that went viral. He was in the he's in the Discord. So shout out to my boy Batista Stan. But let's get into this episode. Um, our first topic of the day on the, the NBA side, we're gonna talk about one of the most historic moments in NBA history. Um, they recently just released a documentary about it. I got the chance to watch it. I want to talk about the Malice at the Palace. Oh boy, um, John, you you can start off. Well, first, did you well, did you get a chance to watch the documentary? I did. I watched it twice, and I just gotta say, it's y'all's fault. It's fault. It's the fans' fault. If, because first of all, the fight. Wasn't between any of y'all. It was between Ben Wallace and Ron Artest. That was a fight where you can just, you know, talk shit when it happened. And then when it, when the game's over, y'all just go in the locker room. Y'all just apologize to each other and y'all move on. But when that fan threw that beer and landed on Ron Artest. I mean, I'm sorry, he should have gone to jail for more than 30 days. He should have gone to jail for at least six months to a year. But that's just so disrespectful. That fight had nothing involved with you. All you could have done is just cheered in your seat. But like, woo, look at this fight. Oh, yeah, it's getting real. Yada, 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 yada. But I don't know why would you throw that beer. That was just stupid. Yeah, and I, I, I surprisingly, I, I know you probably didn't think this, but I actually do agree with you. Um, even with me being a Pistons fan, so looking at the documentary, um, there were some things I agreed with, some I didn't. Um, I'm not mad at Ron Artest for hitting the fan because I would have done the same thing. Plus, like he's known to have had uh, issues with his mental health. Um, Stephen Jackson's role. Well, I mean, Steven Jackson's a coon, so I really don't care about anything in regards to him. I mean, yeah, go team loyalty. Uh, I feel bad for Reggie Miller because he is one of those players who deserved a ring. Were they going to beat the Pistons? No, no. Um, I, I want Jermaine O'Neal to stop acting like them boys was a borderline dynasty because they, they wouldn't beat the Pistons. You know, that that one game, that that happened, but we you, we saw what happened in the game, man. But – um. I blame Jamal Tinsley as well, because 
why would you tell the craziest motherfucker in the whole NBA, like mental health issues and all, who will have no problem starting shit? Oh, you can go get your file now. They was already beating the Pistons by like what twenty, and it was like what four minutes left in the game. There was no reason for Jamal Tinsley to tell Ron Artest to do that. And the fight, it it the fight was nothing. But again, when that fan threw that beer, that's when everything escalated. And the fact that it went from, you know, oh, well, look at the players, look at the players, the players doing this, the players are thugs. When it's do white dudes in hockey beating the shit out of each other every 30 seconds in a game, but it's fine. When a fan was the one who perpetuated all of that, like that, that could have been because listen, the thing about it, they were saying about it, saying this in the documentary. Most of the guys on the Pistons and the Pacers were all friends. So that small little scuffle could have been done with like 15 minutes worth. But no, that fan just had to throw something around our test. So I I mean, were, were, did, were they, did they act a little excessively? Yeah. But dude got deserved to get hit in his face. He, he honestly did. So um, I just feel like a lot could have been avoided. And, you know, if I, I blame Jamal Tinsley because he literally, there was no malice at the palace. Jamal Tinsley didn't tell Ron Artest to go get that file. So I blame Jamal Tinsley, not as much as the fan, that one fan, but he's up there as well. Because again, like there would have been no chance for that fan to even consider throwing that beer if Ron Artest didn't go for that file. And that like that 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 foul from Ron Artest was way over the line for how much time was left in the game. So, as a piston as, as a Pistons fan, as a native Detroiter, Pistons fans, this was y'all fault. I'm, I'm not gonna say my fault because I didn't. I was four. I, I was four years old. This this was on y'all. But moving on to our next NBA subject. And this is just the real fun one. And this is the current funniest players in the NBA. The ones who just laugh, joke around, talk shit, everything. And the first guy that automatically comes to mind is the 2021 Finals MVP, that man, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't see how you can hate this man, bro. This man is legitimately funny. Like, even when he's trying to be funny and it comes off as really corny, you end up laughing. Like, on the court. Giannis ain't Giannis ain't that he no that man's is scary on the court but off the court on the bench like you know he's getting his teammates laughing the coaches laughing the fans laughing like Giannis is just a really funny dude like he ended up he ended up showing up at AEW and he just was so happy and just all that excitement just had me burst out laughing so for me Gian, Giannis automatically comes to mind but what about you John who, who comes to mind first Giannis, he's funny. I remember when he was like cracking dad jokes, <laughs> like during a uh, media day, during a uh, during training camp. Uh, another one I say who's like a rising like contender now is uh, Anthony Edwards. That that dude is funny. Yeah, bro, that dude is funny. When he gave that interview with uh, Monica McNutt during the summer league, and he said he could swim like Michael Phelps. 
I, I died laughing for like five minutes. Yeah, bro, that, that killed me. Hilarious. I've never heard someone say, yeah, I could swim like Michael Phelps. The fact that he said that, you know a lot of people are going to be saying that now. A lot of people. Literally. So Anthony Edwards is another one. So what about, what's another funny one, Jarrell? Um, MB, MB. Embiid. Joel Embiid has to be like this. Besides the fact that he's one of the biggest trolls in the league, man, he be just. If you if you see him on social media during games, man, that man be out here wilding, man. And then don't don't y'all remember his beef with Andre Drummond? Oh boy, that that man had legit some of the funniest tweets I've ever seen in NBA beef. And like just seeing his demeanor when him and Drummond linked up in the uh 76th practice gym, like bro, you you know he still hate that man, but he's just always trolling. Another guy that comes to mind, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson doesn't even try to be funny, he's just acting just hilarious. Like Clay's most hilarious moment, I have to say, when Golden State was playing the Pistons and I don't know what Rodney Magruder was thinking. And I guess he was trying to fight Draymond at the end or something. And Clay was just like, I don't understand what he's trying for. He wanted to be in the league in three weeks. And I'm just like, you know, as a Pistons fan, I didn't even know Rodney Magruder was on the team. I didn't even know why we picked him up. But that had to be one of the most hilarious moments, like, I mean, Rodney Magruder is not a guy that you expect to have any type of ceiling, but that was really the end of his career right there. But, uh, John, anybody else come to mind? Hmm. Trying to think. Now, I had a funny moment with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, he's underrated. He's underrated and funny. And here's why. I have, a, I have a story time. So I was mopping with the Wizards. This was when it was COVID. Nobody was in the arena. Nobody was. So I was mopping the floor. And Jimmy Butler, he was talking to Duncan Robinson. He was talking to Duncan Robinson. And uh, I think it was like a, a pick and roll. They were talking about pick and roll defense. And Jimmy Butler was telling uh, Duncan, like, go through the pick. Butt ass naked. And I was like, <laughs> like he said, go to the pit, butt ass naked. I, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> like I was like, oh whoa, pause, hold on now. So oh. Jimmy Butler, he's he's a contender. Yeah, because all like all those all those um interactions he had with KD during uh the Olympics, was that 2016? When they were talking about playing football together. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of duos that are actually hilarious, man. I gotta I gotta shout out the best friends, man. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. I, they their friendship dynamic is just so it's it's just too it's funny. Like that's the only word I could use to describe it, man. Like all those post-game and pre-game interviews when they were with Toronto and Kyle Lowry just always bugging DeMar DeRozan, always trying to get him to a break. And he trying to hold a serious conversation and then their interactions once they switch teams and everything. And oh my God, I, I wish that 
they have both went to the Lake Acres, man. Well, not the, maybe not the Lakers, but I wish they were back on the same team, man, because not only were they a great duo on the court, but off the court with them being best friends, their chemistry was top tier, and their interviews were absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think. Another guy that comes to mind, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Blake Griffin. Have y'all ever like have have you ever seen Blake Griffin do stand up? I've seen a little bit of it, bro. Like this man is actually legitimately funny. And then um, it's the what's that show on uh Comedy Central? That roast show? I forgot the name of it. I forgot. Um, roast like uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, he's done Comedy Central Roast. It was, like, this roast battle show where he went on, and he actually held his own, man. Like, that man is actually quite entertaining. I, I can't believe I'm saying, because y'all know how I feel about Blake, and, you know, he's he's a he's a real light skin, you know, mixed, mixed, mixed light skin. So, you know, I, I don't really find them funny. They usually guys like that are kind of corny, but Blake's actually pretty entertaining, off the basketball court <laughs> but uh honestly i think those are all of the ones that, wait what you getting ready to say what you getting ready to say man he's not an nba now but he's playing the nba lance stevenson <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude i'll hilarious. never forget i will never forget when he blew in lebron's ear i will never forget that i i <laughs> And then his celebrations, oh, my God. Because when he crossed Jeff Green, <laughs> I, I ain't never seen no shit like that before. The the air guitar, man, when he was mocking Russ, that, that killed me. That that absolutely killed me. Yeah. Man, oh, boy. <laughs> but that's all I had. I don't well, – John, did you have any more? Uh. Robin Lopez. Oh, yeah, when he fighting the mascots. Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's all, moving on from the NBA, and now let's get into worst takes. The part of the show where we react to your work, your basketball and wrestling hot takes live. And I only got some wrestling hot takes. And shout out to the Cult of Personality Discord for sending these in. Because, boy, these are some hot takes. Um... This one, okay. This 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 guy he sent in multiple at one time, and I'm just gonna go by this one by one. Breaking up the hurt business was the best idea Raw has had in a while. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. Um, with me being black. I, I also have some bias, but they actually made that bogus ass show watchable. So I don't I don't understand. I, I really don't. You guys, they went from beating the shit out of everybody to now Bobby just attacks 15-year-old children. But we'll we'll get to that later. Um the next take, Rusev, Lana, and Lashley Angle was actually hilarious storytelling. No, it was not. That was fringy. Okay, um, Wicked Stepsister, um, are you Bruce Pritchard? Yeah. Are, are you Bruce Pritchard? 
I, I really feel like Bruce Pritchard's in the chat. I, I I don't know. Oh my god, that that was that shit was terrible. That yeah, shit was dead ass terrible. Like you you wanted to change the channel. I did change the channel. I stopped watching after that. Like oh, Jesus. Um, the next one, and this is some real bullshit. I'm sorry that this is some real bullshit. He said, CM Punk, Dean Ambrose, and Chris Jericho have no reason to whine about WWE. Repeat that one more time. CM Punk, Dean Ambrose, and Chris Jericho had no reason to whine about WWE. Um, Wrong. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Chris Jericho. Him and Kevin Owens were supposed to main event WrestleMania. And who do we get? Brock and fucking Roman for like the fourth time in a, a fucking row. And they put him in the second slot of WrestleMania. That was bullshit. Um, John Moxley. Do I do I even need to say anything? No. Absolutely fucking not. That heel turn was the worst thing that's ever happened in his entire career. <sighs> And um, they made him turn heel when Roman had leukemia. Hey, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. That that was low key cold the way they did that. That yeah. that actually made sense. Like that actually made sense. But it was I mean, the it was the aftermath because he was like, oh well. Of it, yeah, I could have done it a week later. Eh, no, no, no. It, it it worked better that way. It worked better that way because it's just like now you really now you really hate him now. Like that, it actually worked that way. It's just the character didn't work. Cause then he started wearing a gas mask and he was like, oh, well, I gotta get a vaccine in my ass because y'all stink. Like, yeah, bro, what the fuck? And um, about Mr. Philip Brooks, um, he had nothing to whine about. Is this the same dude? Is this not the same dude who got fired on his wedding day? Is this not the same dude who got false? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, diagnosis, OCs from the doctors. Yep. Who got a- buried by tr- fucking Triple H and Kevin Nash? Um, the most over guy in the company. R- really, really, really. He doesn't have anything to whine about. That man was legitimately depressed because of that company. Literally. I I I I disagree. I 100 percent disagree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The next take, NXT is better now than it was in 2018. Wait, repeat that one more time. Oh hell no. NXT is better now than it was in 2018. No. Hell no. No. NXT's dying. That show is fucking dying. Hell no. 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 Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. I will take Gargano versus Champa any day over fucking shit. Who who was even in he's who's even there anymore? I don't even fucking know. Who who who's there? I don't I don't even know. Um this next one, the NXT rebrand will probably be a good thing in the long run. No. Because who the fuck trusts Vince McMahon for anything? They took what was great about NXT 
ripped it up, and threw it away. No. By the way, Dakota Kai should have won the fucking women's title. I'm sorry. I don't care if she goes to the main roster or not. She should have beat whatever her face is. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, whatever her name is, she should have beat her. All the time she was in NXT, y'all couldn't give her one. Not not one. <laughs> Talking about the tag titles, but they lost that shit the same fucking night. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Oh, so the guy explained the Hurt Business one. He says, if they hadn't broken up, Bobby would have likely been a cheap heel that banks on the Hurt Business to help him. If that wasn't going to be the case, then Shelton and Cedric were going to fall behind and become irrelevant anyways. Bobby being solo with MVP makes his dominant run much more believable and memorable. No, 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 no. What didn't didn't um weren't all the her business champions at one point? They were. They like, literally were. WWE champion. Uh, I think Cedric was like was like a yeah. Cedric and Shelton were the tag champs. Were tag champs and Apollo Cruz. No, 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 no. No, it was because Bobby was the U.S. champion and they were the tag champs. They were the tag champs. And then they lost the tag champs because for whatever reason they decided to start the storyline and break them up. And then Bobby won the WWE championship. Um, I am okay. I agree with the point that he looks more dominant in a solo run. However. Mm-hmm. He need he need them back. Yeah, Bobby wanted them, so I I just um no absolutely not, yeah. absolutely fucking not. And then the last hot take, and I'm not gonna say anything to this. I'm gonna just let John speak to this. Oh wow, Alexa Bliss is the greatest female superstar of all time. No, 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 no. No, she's not. She's not. She's not one of the greatest you know, wrestlers of all time. She is not. She's not even top five. No. no. Top 10? That's even debatable. And top if she top 10, she at the bottom. Uh, the, the greatest of all time. Oh. No, absolutely not. Hey, she was um, a shorter version of Charlotte, really. Oh boy, that that is um, wow, wow, that is that's actually pretty bad. Oh my god. Um, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I got some more. I got some more. WWE fans gave gave fans too much power, and that caused wrestling Twitter, and as a result, AEW. No, no, mm, no. Never gave fans power. The, 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 the second half, I agree with. The first half, no. No. They did not give them anything. They did not give us anything. WWE has never gave the fans any power. The only Literally. time we have ever seen the fans get any power was when CM Punk left and we were all pissed. So we hijacked everything and made sure Daniel Bryan won. That was the That's only literally time. It. That's literally it. I exact anything. Oh boy. If um, never left, we would have never gotten Daniel. Daniel Bryan would have never won the championship. Facts. That's why. We Facts. Punk and Daniel Bryan. 
facts. And I don't I don't understand that, man. Like I I do agree that wrestling Twitter birthed AEW because it was like we people finally got fed up. And you know what happened. But to say that WWE gave us too much power, um absolutely fucking not. We ain't get shit. <clears throat> we ain't get shit. But that's gonna do it for hot takes and moving in to the WNBA. First thing I want to say is I I'm really praying for Tina Charles to heal. If you guys didn't hear, um, she's gonna be out a few weeks with the I forgot what is she, what happened because uh, I just announced this yesterday. Um, what was it? Let me let me go look. She has a strainer. Oh, yeah. I love glute strain. So she's going to miss three to five games. So thankfully, that's not too much time. But still, like with the season winding down, <sighs> that, that does suck for the Mystics who um, still are, you know. I want to make the playoffs. Like, come oh. on. Amen. Oh, I like, mean, y'all, y'all still have the leading score right now. Um, so it's okay. I mean, Tina Charles, like she dropped off by like 0. 0.0 something in, in points. So I don't know if she'll still break, uh, Tarasi's record. Honestly, I, I mean, I still have hope that she will, but I don't really see it, but I hope that she has a, a very short recovery period and that she comes back better than ever. But the first official WNBA topic, can we talk about these Phoenix Mercury? Oh, I, t- I told y'all this big three was going to be trouble. I, I told y'all right now, they are on a five-game winning streak. And when they played the New York Liberty, even though it's the New York Liberty, so nobody expected too much from New York. I mean, outside of Benajah Laney, but, you know, a few things. Number one, I, I, I give up on Sabrina. I, I officially, I, I say it right here, right now, I give up on Sabrina. Um, what's what's the girl that was beefing with uh Sky Diggs, and she got injured? What's her name? Uh, when the Liberty, right? Yeah, I can't think of her name. Let me. Let me I I forgot her name, um, but she's on the bench. And uh, Jasmine Jones, Jasmine Jones. Yeah, so she was hurt, but so she didn't play, even though she's a bench player, so she wasn't going to play anyway. But, woo boy. <laughs> that Phoenix big three, man. Brittany Griner, 26 points, and a dunk to give her 15 for her career. Diana Taurasi, the GOAT, 21. Sky Diggs, 27. Giving them a total. Between the three of them, a 74 points. One way to beat New York, 105 to 79. That, that's the sleeper team. I, I, I tried to tell y'all. Um, I still believe that the Seattle Storm are going to win the WNBA championship. But look for Phoenix to creep. I, I don't think they're going to make the finals, but look for them to creep up, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man, them girls is trouble. Them girls are straight up trouble, man. But shout out to Brittany Griner, man. Um, 15 career dunks as a WNBA player. 
that's something that I don't think anybody else will ever achieve, let alone the fact that she's still in her prime and only has 15. So I definitely think she'll have more. I thought she had more. I honestly thought she had like 30 because it seems like she dunks at least twice a week. But 15 is still a crazy number when you look back at the first dunk when Lisa Leslie dunked. And that was in like 2001, either 2000, 2001. And then here we are nearly 20 years later, well, 20 years later, and Brittany Griner has dunked the basketball 15 times in her career. And when, when did she get drafted? It was, let me see. So she got drafted in 2013. It was, so, 20, it was her, Brittany went first, Deladon was second, Skylar went third. So that's, that's nearly two dunks a season. That's never been done before and it will never be done again. So, I mean, Brittany Griner was already a first ballot Hall of Famer, but yeah, um, she she's 6'9", y'all. Step woman is six foot nine. She's dunked 15 times. She's legitimately terrifying on the court. So I don't I don't know. I I I strongly believe in Phoenix, but uh John, what did but uh what do you think about Phoenix's uh five game win streak running? Do you think that they're gonna be a sleeper when it comes to playoff time? Oh yeah. Definitely going to be a sleeper when it comes to playoff time. They're I believe they're definitely going to make the semifinals. It's going to be Seattle, Vegas, Phoenix, and uh, that fourth spot's going to be open to anyone. I think Connecticut might take it. Okay, I okay. think so. I think so. I mean, they're, they're I still so. they're still the best team in the league, so I, I think so. I, um, but moving on to our next topic, and this one, I, I really, I have, I have beef with 2K for this. So 2K had announced some things for 2K21, 22 in regards to the WNBA. And it's cool, but um, we need more. We, we need more than that. They don't have a my career story. They, they have a my player, but not a my career story. That, that's an issue for me. So that's how I ended up coming up with this topic. Like we've talked about the idea of this being a possibility before, but now I actually want to go in in depth and look at it, what a WNBA 2K game might actually look like. So for reference, here's the tweet from 2K from yesterday. Become a WNBA legend in NBA 2K22. Step into an authentic WNBA experience in the W and see what's new, including badge progressions, off-day experiences, and online play with friends. There's no park for <laughs> there's no park for the women. I, I would absolutely go crazy in park with the park, the city, whatever the fuck they call it nowadays. As much as girls actually like playing 2K, which is actually a bigger number than most people think, they finally add women to the game. They finally add customized women's basketball players to the game. And they can't even get in park. 
like I I've the online play with friends, like I've I've seen it because I I haven't upgraded consoles yet. So I've seen videos of it and it looks weak. The servers, of course, well, I mean it's 2K, so of course the servers are gonna be ass, but looking at what a WNBA 2K game would actually look like. Give them a full my career storyline. Like the guys get one and it's bad, but like give them some actual shit to work with. Like have them try to choose, you know, their outfits and everything and make it real. Make it real. Just just make it real. Um, but on that end, like, I mean, you know, 2K has a bunch of features like, you know, my league and my GM and you know, play not quick playing all that with uh the WNBA teams, but it just seems so boring. Like it just seems so bland. So I don't really know like what they could specifically do to make it not feel like a regular 2K game. But they definitely, if they make that game, they need to make it. They need to put some pizzazz in that bitch. Mm-hmm. But uh, John, if they made a WNBA 2K game, what would you like to see from it? A WNBA two game, two K game on my career apart, like you said. Um, I believe you already said they have a GM mode for that. GM mode, um, and on the my career part, like have them go through college all four years because you can't do a one or done. You got to do all yeah. three or four years, yeah. and then the you got to be over a certain age. <laughs> you got to be over a certain age. So, yeah, have them go through like high school, make the decision, and then go go through college. Uh, see like you know the bullshit that goes through college uh, with like coaches trying to like ruin your confidence as a woman, as a human being. Um, and then oh yeah, my with my career. I like with WNBA only having like 36 draft picks. Have them like get drafted, and then when it's like training day, like training camp, they get cut, and then they gotta then they gotta play overseas, try to force their way back into the WNBA. So that would be a very interesting my career story because there's a lot of people that I know who play women basketball in college. They either get drafted or they don't get drafted, and then they go overseas and into a country they never heard before, get culture shock, and then they try to like work their way back in, into the WBA, going through many injuries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing, one other thing, I forgot to add. Um, to what one things I would want, and this is more for NBA or WNBA. Like it, it doesn't matter which two K it is. Two <sighs> K. When it comes to colleges. Please, for the love of God, can y'all add at least 10 fucking HBCUs? At least 10, please. There are D1 HBCUs. Yeah. I I would love to have my my WNBA my player be a rattler, a fam you afford an and rattler. I would love for them for her to be an Aggie. I, I would love that. Now, obviously, you you know if you want to put if you want to put the AUC in the game, I, I'm fine with that. You know, and, you know, uh, hey, hey man, look, you know, and then like yo, put put the put the Clark Atlanta Lady Panthers in there, 
so I can play with my homegirl, Megan Barkley, number 22, and bust everybody ass. Put cop, no. That just reminds me, bro. Put, make, 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 make NCAA basketball. Make NCAA women's basketball. Put the HBCUs in there. Make just make it just make an HBCU, a whole HBCU sports game. I will play that all day long, all day long. I will stop. Listen, I won't touch NBA 2K. If we get HBCU 2K, I will lose it. I will never play NBA or WNBA anything ever again. Give me HBCU 2K. I don't give a fuck. But really, put the schools in the game, man. Like, this would do so much for our culture, being HBCU students. The majority of people that play 2K are Black. So give, give us that. That, that's, that adds another win. So the HBCUs that need money can get more money because we need more money. That, that's, it, it's that simple. Just, just make it happen. I I will pay. Okay, let me let me stop before I say something I don't need because I ain't gonna pay too much bread for a video game. Um, I'm not. I will pay, but I will pay some good money if y'all add HBCUs to the college experience and my career. But again, the WNBA, my player, they need a story. The men get one, so why can't the women? They got a cover now. They're in the game now. Why not? Why not? And then, like, I've seen people saying that when it comes to why can't they put, um, you know, women's basketball players in, in the city or park or whatever it's called, they're saying, oh, because, because of height and weight. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, make a segregated city. But at this point, if that's, that's going to be the issue, go for it. But even then, dude, like – Women's basketball players hoop with dudes all the time. Exactly. And nine times out of ten, they be busting the dudes' asses. So why not? Okay. This dude wasn't only server, bro. Literally. Literally. It's, it's that simple. It's literally that simple. But then again, bro. That's talk. Oh, my God. Listen, bro. Your woman player... Does with another woman player or crosses up another woman player? Oh my god, they will it will be crazy. Like, bro, make it like that. Think about how much fun that would be. And then like include more game modes because it's like 2K is just so stale. Like I can do play now with the storm and the sun. I can do uh the W. That I think that's what they call it, the W. I can do that. I can do my GM, my league, my WNBA, my team. Speaking of which, why isn't there a WNBA, my team? That, that's another thing. But add some more game modes like All-Star Weekend where, like, you can actually have the events done, like, because I know you have to do it in, like, my league. But, like, have it to where we can actually just do the events by themselves like we used to be able to do in the old NBA Live games. Have some fun stuff in there, like, I don't like, bro, just add horse or something. Like, I know 2K is, you know, going from the fun aspect to the realistic aspect, but bring some of those fun features back. Like, is is that simple? Like, I know it sounds like I'm saying bring it back because they do it in, you know, the regular NBA games, 
But this is stuff that I would love to see from a WNBA 2K game. But uh, is there anything else that you would want to see? Uh, when you said, like, that HBCU into the games and then trying to do, like, the my career and then they go through the HBCU experience on my career, please don't do that typical AC bullshit where they swag surf. <laughs> please. Don't do that typical AC bullshit where they Hey, man. Surf. If I get if I get to play in uh they sing all the lyrics oh to uh, Dreams and Nightmares. If I hear Dreams and Nightmares on the WNBA 2K oh soundtrack my during my I'm career, working. I'm 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 returning the game. I'm sorry, bro. Like don't don't make it happen, but don't stereotype it either. And and don't have white people do it either. Don't don't I'm sorry. Don't have actual HBCU students in charge of the story. Like, because yes. I don't, I don't, I don't want alumni members who haven't been to school in twenty years. Amen. Preach, preach. Freshly graduated or currently in school. Exactly. If the last time you were in school was before twenty any ten, you're you're not allowed because you 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 just an old head and you you don't know shit anymore. I'm, I'm sorry, and I I love my old head alum. I I love y'all. Y'all are amazing people. When it comes to video games and the real world and modern world, y'all kind of out of touch. So let let us youngins handle it. But if that's all, that is going to take us to the end of the WNBA portion. <sighs> Moving into wrestling, um, we had a moment. You know, we we record we record on Fridays now due to their school schedule. So we recorded Friday during the day. We did not know what the fuck was going to happen that Friday night. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, AEW Rampage, Friday, August 21st, 2021, at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. AEW Rampage opens up, and you hear the, the chant, CM Punk, CM Punk. And you're thinking to yourself, ain't no fucking way. Because I know we talked about it on the podcast. And we was like, okay, if this happens, WWE is in trouble. But nobody actually believed it because we've been saying this shit for seven years that he was going to come back. But then you hear the little static and you hear, and all of a sudden, okay. When I tell you, I, I fucking screamed. Like, I actually screamed. Like, my roommates actually came to check on me to see if I was okay. It, it was that bad. Um, I cried when I saw CM Punk come out. I, I legitimately cried, man. Um, y'all know John is my goat, but CM Punk has always been my favorite, man. That, that was the greatest return in the history of wrestling. And I don't care what anybody else has to say. People say, oh, well, what about John Cena's return at the Royal Rumble? Let's just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It was seen, it, it was seen. And then we, he gets to talking and we find out that he's gonna wrestle Darby Allen at all out in Chicago. I, I am I am overjoyed, man. I am glad that he's back. And for people that the people that are gonna say, like, oh well, what is he gonna do in this first match back? Is this his first match in seven years? So if he fucks up on something, shut up. 
it's okay. It's been seven fucking years. He's hated this shit for seven fucking years. He was depressed even before, longer than that. So, dude, that match is gonna be a banger. I, I don't, I don't care if they fuck up or not. I wish that I could go to All Out, but then again, at the same time, uh, that crowd that was wild, man. But he deserved that, man. That pop was insane. But John, what did, what did you have to think about that night? That that was. You had to realize we were in eighth grade when he walked out. Literally. Now we're seniors in college and he's coming back. So don't, because I remember when he walked out and then you just hear so many rumors that, oh, he's going to TNA. Oh, no, he's never going to TNA. Wait a minute, he's never coming back to wrestling at all. And then you see him in UFC and you see him get his ass with the UFC. And then at the UFC, oh, he's coming back to WWE. Wait a minute, he joins backstage. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute, he may be coming back to WWE. This could be great. This could be amazing. And then backstage gets canceled. And now you're like, wait a minute, nope, he's never coming back. And then he finally does with AEW. And it's just, it's just so much has happened throughout those seven years. And you finally see him come back. And you're just like, oh, my God. Because you never thought he would come back. Nah, man. When I tell you, I was literally in tears, dog. I'm literally, like, actually crying, man. Like, that, that's my favorite, bro. That's that's my guy. And he, he, he finally, after all these years and after all the bullshit, you know how many interviews this man said he was never coming back to wrestling? He said that's at least 72 times a year. And look at him now. But then that promo he cut, bro, he was just like, in 2005, I left professional wrestling in 2020 when I'm coming back. And I'm just like, damn. Like, he had a point, but damn. <laughs> he deserved to throw that shot. But, like, again, this is the same company that fired him on his wedding day. His fucking wedding day. I... <laughs> Man, I'm I'm so I am so overjoyed, man. And then he out here teasing that uh Daniel Bryan might be there too. Whew. I I might I might actually cry. I might actually cry. I, I honestly will. But our final wrestling topic of the day. SummerSlam was the day after CM Punk's return. And me and John watched it together at his apartment. And it was a very emotional roller coaster. Um, let me let me go back to the card just to go down what happened. <clears throat> Wait, did something happen on the pre-show? Uh the pre-show was Big E versus Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um Biggie won. Shout out that man, Baron Corbin. You know, I, I, I'm actually rooting for him now, man. I can't believe I'm saying that, but bum-ass Baron Corbin, man. It's a great gimmick. And then apparently he um, won the lottery and struck it rich, so we'll see what happens on SmackDown with that. And, you know, it was it was about, like, five, six minutes, so it, not much happened. Like, But the part that killed me was when he was walking out. You know, of course – 
he can't afford his music, so he walking out the a straight silence. And it's fans in the crowd offering this man money while he's working. Hey, man, shout out the wrestling community, bro. Again, shout out that man, Batista Stan. Um, McAfee does equal ratings. And speaking of McAfee, he, he does have COVID, so he's going to be gone for a while. So um, I will be watching SmackDown Muted if Michael Cole is speaking. But next up, RK Bro, they won the tag titles, and that's all I needed. That is that is all I needed. That is straight up all I needed. I like AJ Styles. I like almost. But I mean, Randy and Riddle have been carrying Raw, so there there was no there's nothing more I can say to that, bro. I'm I'm satisfied with that. But John, what'd you think about that match? Uh, I think it was a decent match. Um. I knew RK Bros were going to win. So it happened. So I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. Yeah. Um, oh, this next one. <laughs> oh boy, I forgot this happened. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. And this was originally the worst match of the night until something that happened later. Yeah. This shit here. First of all, why is Eva Marie still on the roster? I, why was she even rehired? I don't know. I don't care. This was the worst, well, um, this was almost the worst four minutes of the entire show. Um, I don't remember anything that happened besides Eva Marie smacked Alessa Bliss with the dog, which should have been a disqualification, but it wasn't because I don't know why. But um, then afterwards, Piper Niven, she said some very mean things about Eva Marie and left. And then on Raw, Eva Marie attacked her. And <sighs> what, what have they done? What the fuck is a new drop? I'm, I'm not over that. I'm not over that. Absolutely not. Um, Next, Damian Priest. He was crowned the U.S. champion. He beat Sheamus. And it was a beautiful sight to see, man. Um, I love Damian Priest. He's finally doing something other than beating up The Miz or John Morrison. He's a champion. And I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so happy. Um, that match was brutal. It, it was very hard-hitting. Um, Sheamus deserves better. You know, he, does, he, he should be wrestling more. And I don't understand why he isn't, but okay. Um, but yeah, man, that, it was a great match. But uh, John, what'd you think about it? About the uh, Alexa Bliss? Yeah. No, well, that too. The Alexa Bliss match. Uh-huh. I, I, that was a bathroom break. That was a bathroom break. And uh, the second one, what was the second one again? Uh, Priest versus Sheamus. Sheamus, Sheamus. Sheamus match against... Uh, oh, oh, Priest. Damian Priest. Yeah. I mean, that was, a, that was a cool match. I didn't expect um, Damian Priest to win the title because of how they've been treating NXT. But um, 
Yeah, it was a decent match. Yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, and the next match was the Usos versus the Mysterios. I honestly don't remember this at all. I I literally don't. I don't know if it was good or bad. I it went eleven minutes. I don't remember it at all. But um, the Usos won as predicted. So go them, I guess. Mm, but uh John, what do you, do you remember this at all? All I know is that Usos won. <laughs> that was literally it. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to state for the record that up until this point, my predictions were were standing at five and oh. I I was five and fucking oh at this point. And you want to know what happened next? Well, first, in between then, um, Shinsuke and What's-His-Face with the guitar came out for no reason. And then, um, you know what, you know what, John? You, I'm going to let you tell them what the fuck happened. All right. You you can tell them what happened. Because, you know, so we're watching WrestleMania, right? We're watching it, we're watching it, we're watching it. Um, we go on Twitter, and then you see this reporter say Shasha Banks is officially out of the match at SummerSlam. So everybody's like, whoa, okay. All right, she's out. So she she's either injured, she's either pregnant, or she got COVID. So we were like, uh, what the fuck? Then next thing you know, WWE is still advertising the match. So we're like, this is confusing. But if WWE is still advertising, that means it's a, it's a go on. Like, the match is happening. So they're advertising one last time. One last one, the, the, uh, the video promo, video package. They, they promote that. We were like, okay, it's happening. This is when I knew something was wrong. Something was very wrong. Bianca, who's the champion, comes out first. Now, that's a bad sign. If the champion comes out first, she's either dropping the title or something about to go down. Bianca comes out first, doesn't interest. We're like, okay, Sasha coming out next. And then the announcer says, Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, Sasha Banks is out of the match. So now we're pissed. We're like, what the fuck? And then next thing you know, and then uh, we get a, all right, here's her replacement. So people are thinking, oh, my God, it's Becky. It's Becky. This could be Becky. No. We get. We. Get Carmella. Nobody really likes Carmella. Nobody really does. It, it, Carmella is just she's just she's just there. Okay, she she is just there. All she does is just appear, moonwalk, and that's it. Like just nothing else. And yeah. Yes, yeah, just appears in moonwalks. 
And then next thing you know, you hear, you hear Becky. You're like, whoa, oh my God, it's Becky, it's Becky. And then she beats the crap out of Carmella. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then we get a match between Becky and Bianca. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. This is going to be good. We're going to get a 20-minute match, y'all. We're going to get a 20-minute match. No. No. All we, all we got was a rock bottom. All we really got was a rock bottom and a one, two, three, and that's it. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not how you bring a superstar back from pregnancy. That's not how you get rid of a title of a legitimate champion. That's not how you you put a match together between two great wrestlers. Like, oh my God, I, I just... Like, I, I just wanted to break the wall. I just wanted to punch the wall so bad because it was, it was just very frustrating to see that. Like, why would WWE sit down and said this was a great idea when you had many alternative plans in the first place? You could have... All right, just say if Sasha Banks pulled out the match. You could have just brought Becky out and they would have had a 20-minute match. Or you could have just brought Becky out and she'll be like, you know what? Next pay-per-view, I want I want you in the title. You could have, you could have just done that. Or you could have just canceled a match and just have a Sensei Nakamura match for the title with somebody else for the IC title. So I, 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 that, that, that really frustrated me. You done? I'm done. So it's my turn now? It is your turn now. Okay. I'm going to try to say this in the most calmest way possible because my roommate, one of my roommates is taking a nap. And out of respect for him, I'm going to try to be as calm as I possibly can. First of all, <clears throat> do you want to know the runtime of this match between one of the greatest right now and one of the greatest of all time? 26 seconds. It's not, not minutes. Seconds. When the fuck has Becky Lynch ever done a goddamn rock bottom? Ever. You bring out, you, 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 you advertise the fucking match. We thinking, okay, Sasha might actually show up. Literally, y'all advertise the shit right before the match. And then I don't know, oh, she's not coming. Why? I hope Sasha's okay, you know. I mean, if she got COVID, I'm gonna be pissed because she's anti-vax. So that's her fucking fault. Um, and they bring out Carmella. And it's not that I hate Carmella, but here's the thing. Not only has... Bianca beating the shit out of Carmella multiple times. She beat her the fucking night before. The night before. Literally 24 hours before. And you bring out Becky. And a lot of people were excited. But you know what? I was not. Because in that moment, I knew some bullshit was going to go fucking down. What they should have done was either A, Becky had Becky come out during the Raw match and beat Nikki Cross, 
or have her come out and do a face-off with Bianca and build to that shit and still have Becky lose that. Because as much as I love Becky, Bianca Belair was on fire. She comes out and I'm like, okay, they're going to get like the 20-minute banger in. I'm going to be pissed that Bianca loses. But, you know. <laughs> and a punch in the goddamn rock bottom high. That's how, that's how we ended this. This, this is what we do. She, 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 she won the fucking Royal Rumble. She lasted 56 minutes in there. The most by any woman in history. She beats Asha Banks at, in the main event of WrestleMania. In the best match of that night. Honestly, both nights of WrestleMania. She beat Bailey twice. Including in a very hard-hitting Hell in a Cell match. In her very first Hell in a Cell match, she beats the shit out of Carmella and Zelina Vega and Natalia and Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and whoever the fuck else they want to throw at her multiple times. And she loses in less than 30 seconds. And people were saying like, oh, don't bring race into this. Don't bring race into this shit. But do y'all not understand? This is the exact same shit that did to fucking Kofi Kingston, bro. The exact same shit. Literally. Like, literally the exact same shit. Now, and the people, and it's, it's, always, it's the white folks that's saying, oh, well, just let it play out. Just let it play out. First of all, okay, and I'm, I'm going to shout out this one YouTuber. I'm, I'm going to call him out. Planet Productions, you stupid bitch. You literally give a whole fucking outline of how this could work out. Oh, we're saying Bianca wasn't prepared and all this and that. Did you hear the shit I just said Bianca just did since January? She literally, literally carried the entire women's division since January. Because Sasha, she she was a champ, but nobody cared that much. Bailey, she was doing great work, but nobody cared that much it's, after the Sasha feud until she got the Bianca. She carried the whole women's division throughout the entire company. The entire company, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, didn't fucking matter. She carried the division. And this is what she gets. This, this is what she gets. And I've seen the reports that... um. Well, Becky Lynch is officially going to be a heel. Well, I was going to boo her ass anyway. You know, I, I know it's not her fault because she was just doing what she was asked to do, but I was going to boo her ass anyway. What the fuck was this? Like, this is bullshit. There, there is no other way to describe it. That was straight bullshit. And I don't understand. Like, any momentum that Bianca Belair had is gone. Like, I know people saying, like, oh, well, she's not very. Yes, the fuck she is. Yes, she is. She may come back strong, but they buried her. And I'm real life pissed the fuck off. And this was... <sighs> whatever Sasha Banks, whatever is going on with Sasha Banks, I hope, really hope that she's okay. And I really hope Vince McMahon just steps down. Because, no, absolutely fucking not. Like, I'm really trying to keep my composure right now. But this shit is aggravating as fuck. Like, bro, that shit was high-key racist as fuck. It was. I love Becky Lynch. Don't get me wrong. But come on now. Y'all way better than that. Y'all, y'all, well, not so much now, but come on, man. That's 
That's fucked up. And honestly, that ruined the entire rest of the show for me. Because afterwards, we got Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. And I walked away. I walked away. I, I, I saw Drew McIntyre come out, and I walked away. So, um, John, did, did you catch any of that? Because I, I didn't. I don't even know what fucking happened. Uh, you said Drew McIntyre? Yeah. Was walking away. And what else happened? No, I'm saying, like, I just completely didn't. I didn't even watch it. So, did you see? Oh, Drew McIntyre and Jenna Mahal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like a bathroom break. <laughs> so, it, Jesus. Next up, um, it was Charlotte, Nikki, and Rhea again. And Charlotte won. I didn't watch the match because I was still pissed off. But, I mean, hey, um... Why did she lose the title just to win it right back? Which means in the span of what, 20, 30, 20, 30 minutes, they buried money in women's money in the bank and the SmackDown Women's Championship on the same fucking show. Like, I know I didn't like Nikki Cross or Nikki A.S.H. or whatever her name is now. I didn't like the character. Like, I respected her for because it was her idea and she was doing a good job at it. Well, not really a good job with it. But, I mean, like, I respected it. And she gets, like, what, three weeks with the shit? Not even a month. And she basically lost every single match since she's won it. I don't, I don't understand the point. But, you know, hey, Charlotte Flair has another fucking dial. And now she's going to feud with demon-ass Alexa Bliss. So much fun. <laughs> but, John, did you did you catch this? Uh, the Charlotte Flair match? I mean, I was really rooting for either Nikki or, or uh, Rhea Ripley. Because... You know, I, I really don't want Charlotte to win. And if Charlotte won, it's like, bro, we are tired of Charlotte. Can, can you just have Charlotte be like a tag team partner just in the tag division going against another, you know, another tag team? Just have someone else, you know, what, Ruby Riot gone, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Was it? It was like Ruby Riot and like Liv Morgan. They were a tag team. Yeah. Liv Morgan still in the WWE. I hope so. I ain't seen her since Money in the Bank. This is this these budget cuts and God, I'm tired of seeing Charlotte. Can we just have someone else, please? Because bro, at least make a women's mid card title or something. Like something. Big card title. Just just it's the same shit every fucking week. Shit, bro. I'm tired of Charlotte, bro. I'm just tired of Charlotte. We would like for someone else to be champion. Nikki, uh, almost superhero being champion. It was weird, but dang it, at least it wasn't Charlotte. At least it was different. You know who should have won? Becky. 
that's when they should have had her come out. Or just have her take take Charlotte's spot in the match. Because listen, that that's how Becky became the man because Charlotte screwed her out the SmackDown title. You have Becky screw Charlotte out the Raw Women's title, and you got a few right there. Right there. You could have had Becky on the Raw roster to bring balance. Exactly. And not even just like Becky win the title that night, but just have Becky come out after the match and be like, I won it. And everybody will go exactly. But thankfully, there's only one more bad match to discuss, but it's in between two great matches. The next one, which was is debatable for matches tonight with me, I can't I, I can't pick. But Edge versus Rollins. Oh, oh man. Um, you know, it started off slow because you know, I mean, that's how Edge's matches are, but then like it picked up and it picked up and it picked up. And I'm like, okay, it is and I I I was okay with Seth Rollins losing because of the finish, bro. He trying to he trying to choke out Rollins with the crossface, and it wasn't working. So you know what is crazy as did? He took this man's head and slammed it into the mat at least seven times, and then choked him out. <laughs> like, and then like he came out with the brood music before it went back to his original music, and that was cool. But I'm just like, man, that that was that was great. <laughs> But, uh, John, what'd you think of it? Uh, that was a really good match. It started off boring because that's how Edge's at matches are. Really boring. Like, I almost fell asleep. Then when it started to pick it up, I was like, this is really entertaining. And Seth Rollins did his thing in that match. He did his thing. And that was a really good match. That could have been a WrestleMania match, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. That could have been a WrestleMania match, but that was a good match. Yeah. Second of all, where is Cesaro? I think he injured. He's injured? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But the second to last match, another piece of bullshit. Well, up until the very, very end. But um, it was Bobby versus Gold, Oldberg. And all I have to say is this is the first time I've actually seen child abuse and actually been okay with it. That is a horrible sentence to come out of my mouth. But, dude, first of all, I'm expecting Bobby to just absolutely murder Goldberg. But Goldberg starts beating the shit out of Bobby. And the whole crowd is booing the fuck out of this. Like, every time Bobby got some momentum, he was, like, the biggest face of the night. Because everybody was tired of Goldberg. Like, they was piping in the Goldberg chance, and I'm just like, no, no, no. So then, I guess, like, MVP, he hit Goldberg in the knee with a cane, with his cane. And then Bobby started working over his leg to the point where Goldberg couldn't stand up no more, so the referee stopped the match. I done seen dudes get whacked in the head with steel chairs, two by fours, slammed in the thumbtacks, and you draw the line because he can't stand up. That finish was stupid, but then, you know, Bobby, he goes to continue his beat down on Goldberg. And then Goldberg's son, who I might add is 15 years old, <laughs> gets in the ring, jump on Bobby Lashley back. <laughs> so Bobby Lashley. <laughs> 
Says this 15-year-old little boy. And put him in the hurt lock, bro. Amen. That 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 was the funniest shit. I didn't see people like you know, I seen Dominic when Brock Lesnar beat up Dominic, but he was at least 22, dog. Yeah. Gage Goldberg is 15 years old. 15, bro. Oh, oh my god. I mean, props to him. Oh my god. Going in the ring and try to beat up Bobby Lashley. Oh my god. To him. That's a lot of I just want to know what storyline is this gonna be? Because you know, this this led to Dominic eventually wrestling, bro. Are you telling me Gage Goldberg with his 15-year-old ass is gonna wrestle Bobby Lat? I bro. Once he turned 18, he gonna sign that contract like this. Hey bro. That shit was so bad, but that shit was funny as hell, bro. The part that pisses me off is because that means Oldberg is gonna come back and this feud isn't yeah, over. Because you hit his son. Yeah, but watch him come back for Survivor Series. I don't understand, man. But yeah, this this was um this was absolutely terrible until after the bell rang. But let's get to this main event. And when I said that Edge versus Rollins was arguably match of the night, that's because this one too. You had John Cena versus Roman for the Universal Title. Ah, this this was this was an absolute masterpiece, bro. Yes, it was. That man Roman beat the absolute shit out of John the entire time, and like you know, I did pick John, but then storyline wise, it would it. I mean, it makes sense why Roman won. It, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it was my moments where I'm like, I had a little sliver of hope for John. I, but it didn't happen. And Roman just continued to beat the shit out of him to the point where he beat his ass so bad that this man grabbed his title and stood on the ring steps and posed in the middle of whooping his ass. Yep. Hey, man, like, I, I told y'all Roman's that dude. Like, I, I tried to tell you. Roman's that guy. Yeah, he's, he's that guy. He's that guy. <laughs> but, you know, because when they said, when Roman said, like, oh, if he lost, he was going to lead WWE, I'm like, yeah, he ain't, he ain't losing. He ain't losing. <laughs> but, but let's talk about what ended the show. And John, you, 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 can, you, can tell, you can tell all that glory. Brock Lesnar came back, has a ponytail. I think new tattoos, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I I think Brock Lesnar, he came back with a new, brand new. Nobody, because when Brock Lesnar left, everybody was happy. We we were tired of him, you know, being champion and being part-time. So it was like, ooh, something refreshing. But him coming back and facing Roman for the 30th time was still exciting. <laughs> it was still exciting. For the 30th time, we got Roman versus Brock. But Paul Heyman is on Roman's side. <laughs> and this is Roman's prime 
So this is this is amazing. And then when and it was you know, you know Roman went went in the back. You know he he left. He he ain't want to do anything, which is a very smart move by Roman. Very smart move. And when the smack when SummerSlam went off air, Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of John Cena. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because he was there. Because he was there. The Brock Lesnar had nothing to do with Brock. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're trying to get your revenge from 2012 Extreme Rules, but you know it's you know it's it's been nine years. You know, let it go, let it go, bro. Because I remember, like, I was low key kind of mad when John was just because I had so much hope, and then like you know he had he had the new shirt and everything. I'm like, okay, and then he lost. I'm like, damn. But then Brock come out. I'm like, oh shit. And then I ended up hearing like, bro, like right before. I got we we started recording. I read something and apparently for the first time since like 2003 Brock motherfucking Lesnar is going to be a babyface. <laughs> oh my wow. god. This is this is years in the making, bro. Like the roles are reversed. Roman is a heel with Paul on his side and Brock is a baby face. And I'm, I'm, bro, oh, man. I can't wait to see this. Because Brock was... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I could have swore Brock Lesnar was a face somewhere between 2012 and 2020. He had to be a face. Nah, nah. Because, I mean, think about it. He will always he face Brock. I mean, well, he can't face himself. Uh, John, Roman... Seth, Ricochet. No, 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 no. Remember when um Seth Rollins had the uh had Jamie Noble and uh Joey Mercury as his sidekicks. Oh yeah, but that was Loki too. He was going at it though. But everybody was cheering for Brock, and then he destroyed that car and then he threw the car. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That hey, was man. funny, and he hit a fan. <laughs> that was what. <laughs> he threw the car. Man, <laughs> I couldn't imagine being that like, bro. Like, that fan better than me, though. Like, cause, man, I would have sued for everything that man owed, bro. I would have died. <laughs> hey, man, nah, bro. Cause I, I gotta get some out of that, bro. I want at least six meals. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. I, I want a full ride to school. I, I want my student loans paid off. I want a car. I want an apartment. I don't know. Just pay for everything. <laughs> I want you to pay for my LLC. I want you to pay for my trademark. I, I want you to just cover everything, bro. Nah. But uh, this this is the first time in nearly 20 years since we've seen Brock Lesnar on his own. And Brock is actually underrated on the mic. So... You know, I mean, the voice, I've, I heard that the reason they didn't let him talk with Paul was because of the voice cracks, which, yeah, I understand because that motherfucker voice was kind of annoying. But I mean, dude, I'm excited, man. I'm going to tap in the night with SmackDown. I, I can't wait. But yeah, that was um, SummerSlam. It was a um, interesting show. Um Personally, I would have to give it like a six out of ten. 
Um, this had the potential to be an 11 out of 10. It had the potential. But they fucked it up like they always do. So I, I'm I'm giving it a six. What what would you what would you rate it? Uh six. Yeah. Um not the best, but not the worst. You know, um Becky's back, but there was bullshit behind that. So really the only thing you really have to look forward to in the aftermath is that brought it back, which is great. But if that's supposed to be the summer WrestleMania. There should be way more big payoffs than that. Because now it's not, I mean, it's not fuck Becky, but fuck Becky. You know, but yeah. Um, any, any final thoughts on the show? Yeah, me, yeah, me either. Me either. Um, oh, they could have done so much better. But with that being said, that is going to bring us to the the end of this episode of Hooplex. Thank you guys for tapping in again. We done reached 1K, man, in less than six months. I appreciate y'all so much, man. Just, just I think this shit was gonna happen. So, you know, next week we'll we'll see what we gonna do. Like it, we don't know yet. I we'll probably announce it like sometime throughout next week. We we don't know yet, but I'm gonna talk it over with the guys. We'll see, we'll see from then. But you know, thank you guys for tapping in. Send in your hot takes, and we will see you guys next week.